0: Now, now, now,
1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the ATI Podcast Season 2 Episode 1. Barrett here, host, co-host today is Mr. Ridge Jackson. How you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Doing fantastic and uh, even better knowing what's on the table and the agenda today and that's going to be a conversation with two members of the band of See You Next Tuesday. We're going to have both Drew and Jimmy Blastbeats on the show tonight. Drew's an OG of See You Next Tuesday. I believe he's the last surviving original member in in the band. He has kind of seen it all. Going to talk a little bit of historic stuff with him. Uh, But mainly, we're going to be focusing in on the new album they have coming out tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Distractions. It's it's a banger. And it
1: has got, it is very ambitious, but in a good way, even comparatively. Their their sound has evolved over, you know, the years and records. But this is their first actual record in 15 years, almost.
2: Yeah. Since 2008. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, intervals. Yeah, yep. which I was listening to that today.
1: Intervals holds up today, I think. Yeah, still. but it's it just good.
2: shows how much more they progressed, right? And still keeping it fresh. That sound
1: I enjoyed a lot. And we're gonna dive into that with Drew and Jimmy Blastbeats today. But we're gonna talk about how this sound has evolved with this new album. You know, they're implementing things like keyboard synths, noise. There's like these weird talking tracks, like it's a casual conversation mm-hmm. too. There's definitely an in- intent to disorient the listener, and <laughs> <Yeah>. and. Uh, <laughs> They definitely achieve it. Oh, yeah. In in about twenty eight minutes, it's a quick listen too. So, but we'll get into that with these gentlemen. But we kind of wanted to start things off as we do with the show and get into some current events to kind of warm us up before our guests join us here on the show. We got to start talking about what everybody's talking about. (laughs) That's the Chinese weather balloon, right? Yeah, (laughs) that is ten times bigger than any other weather balloon, of course, and has a payload of a couple thousand pounds. Just your standard Chinese weather balloon. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Just got off got off track a little bit. Yeah, just got a
1: little (laughs) off track. Caused quite the stir and commotion while we were on break and was shot down by a uh, battle plane of I our own so, yeah. yeah so over the uh sea or ocean i should say the coast the east coast of south carolina mm-hmm. and the, i believe most of that has been retrieved to this point not a lot of details have been released to the public but then that kind of caused a stir and then there was you know three or four more events you know following that unidentified flying objects uh, the, right they didn't know if they were commercial private international foreign objects a lot you know that everybody was kind of in on tense orders to just kind of start shooting stuff down <laughs> yeah. the american way right <laughs> <laughs> right we'll just just we'll shoot and ask questions later but yeah so uh, you know weather balloons typically stay in the atmosphere for months if they're doing like an intensive study this guy certainly was doing an intensive study now we're going to get into some of what that study might have been here right. there's a lot of theories out there but China of course the Chinese claim that it's just a, f- a hot air balloon that's monitoring weather and uh, just kind of got a little off track as you alluded, mm-hmm. alluded to earlier we actually recently found out the news reported here in the last 20 24 hours that the u.s has actually been tracking that balloon from the moment that it took off from right, china right so they knew kind of what was happening what could happen that sort of thing i will say that begs a lot of questions like if you knew it was going to come into our airspace to begin with and there was questions or concerns about what might be on that balloon why wasn't that handled earlier but that's you know that's a discussion from another time but it turns out that there were several incidents too just not widely publicized while Trump was in office, of mm-hmm. weather balloons coming into our airspace too. So I, I find it funny that the Republicans are got a hard on right now for this, <laughs> and uh, Joe Biden's quote-unquote inaction or lack of action or lack of explanation or whatever the hell it is uh, that they depends on which way the weather's blowing that day with these fucking pansies, quite frankly. Right, <laughs> and and that's funny. You know, they, they become a part become the party that is constantly talking about woke culture and they're anti woke and this that the other thing, but they're the biggest snowflakes right now. I mean, as far as they are they are the example of snowflakes in america internationally people look at us and they 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 find us hilarious Mm -hmm. you know we've had friends that are in foreign countries and you know they just look at the republicans specifically trump is a big joke and we don't need to go on about that we've detailed that several (laughs) times (laughs) on the show things are a little bit different with biden in the white house you got a career politician he's kind of been there done that seen it all he's got kind of the old gunslinger mentality too to some degree it was kind of funny in the state of the union how he kind of turned the republicans on themselves who were trying to defund social security and right like, made that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he made the deal happen right there on the spot. So I know that we give Joe Biden a lot of shit on the show. Okay. And, you know, him being the gaff-filled man that he is in glib, and certainly there's an element of ageism that people kind of present with him and in his case and his position. But uh, motherfuckers still got it to some degree, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was a, that was an A-plus move without question. Right. We kind of talked about some of the other UFOs that were seen and shot down. So the other things that kind of caused a stir in the midst of all this going on, too, is then it became a little bit more publicized the chinese satellite lasers that were shooting down over hawaii specifically so you could see these green lasers in the atmosphere over the water just shining down and shooting down And it was really tripping people out, but I guess the Hawaiians are a little bit more familiar with that happening, Mm -hmm. I guess, routinely. Essentially, what that is, I guess is going to pivot me into my next funny little thing that I found out with regards to all this. The Chinese are taking scans of our land, is what is being theorized here. So satellites up in the sky, they should have that capability, if they're in modern day technology, to do everything that they need to do, not using a balloon. So the fact that they sent a balloon over our country to scan our land and do deep underground scans, too, is kind of what the intent is, tells you everything that you need to know that their satellites aren't as good as they think they are Mm -hmm. not only were these balloons sent to us but they were sent to other countries as well so like south america japan also is concerned raising concerns now that china's been spying on them as well and going into their and 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 japan of course after world war ii took oath of not having a military domestically (laughs) too so you know uh, japan could be easily pushed over quite Mm -hmm. frankly if there was military action you know physically they're close to one another that sort of thing so i mean if i was in japan i'd be pretty concerned you know knowing this now as well I, i thought it was really funny that the white House press secretary the other day had to explicitly say (laughs) that there's no uh, extraterrestrials or alien activity that they found in these uh, UFO events recently so that's pretty funny
2: and I hope that's true because aliens terrified the hell oh, yeah. out of me. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah, there's definitely. <laughs> I don't know how we're the only intelligent species out there, and the universe is infinite. It's just not possible. Yeah, you know, when you're talking about infinite universe and the parallel universe theories and things like that, watch the movie Every Everywhere Everything at Once, and, and that pretty much sums it up. You know. Um, but funny thing is, there's a name that we all need to be a little bit more familiar with, at least I think so, because I find the guy fascinating, and that's M- Malcolm Nance. He's got several books out. He is a, basically a career-long intelligence guy that mm-hmm. worked in, in the U.S. military and as a private contractor and things of that ilk. He's 60-year-old African-American man, just came back from 10 months in the Ukraine, working as a volunteer in the in their army in their uprising, they're fighting against Russia. Sixty years old. Ooh. So this guy is just super intelligent. Um, he his most recent book is about that experience, the ten months that he was mm-hmm. over there. I mean, if you look at the guy, you couldn't tell he was sixty. He's in phenomenal shape and has got it all together. And so uh, he was actually on real time with Bill Maher recently, and he got to asking him, you know, like, what's the situation? What do you, you know? What's your read on this balloon situation? Because you know, career intelligence guy, right? And he said just kind of what I talked about earlier, you know, that them flying the balloon into our airspace as low as it went, invisible as it was, tells him that the Chinese, their satellites are at least stuck in the 1980s technology-wise. So they do not have the ability to do the deep ground scans where they're trying to get reconnaissance and information on us to see what mm-hmm. we have in our arsenals. So that's why they sent theorized again, the balloon over. However, but he sense. said, because of how big the payload is on the balloon... That also tells them how outdated their technology is, because mm-hmm. if it was more modern day, they wouldn't have thousands of pounds in that balloon, nor would it really need to be the size that it is. It could right. be a little bit more discreet. Mm-hmm. So that there tells us as well, and he, and he kind of laughed it off and said, well, I, I really wouldn't be concerned about them, because that just tells you that they don't have the capabilities that everybody's concerned about. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, that definitely lets me sleep a little bit better, but you know, you're talking about a communist nation that uh that's also in bed with russia that's in in business dealings with russia they got a natural gas pipeline coming into them that's where they're getting a good source of their fuel right now they are a country that is literally ha- enslaving muslims in mm-hmm. their country making them work in work camps splitting up families things of that old. so i'm not quite sure that their morals are on the up and up you know <laughs> right. not to say that the u.s is the most innocent place in the world but uh, no, i think it's do certainly a, a step above stuff. without question mm-hmm. and, and then kind of in the midst of all this too to kind of wrap up this little point is uh we seized four russian warcrafts actually in the u.s airspace coming into uh alaska i think it was either yesterday or the day before as we're recording on here on thursday you know it kind of went without incident they left the airspace so on so forth but again you know it just okay china's throwing a balloon over us russia's flying over in our airspace what's going on here Mm -hmm. a lot of threats have been made throughout the media especially over the last year and the and the war in the ukraine started and those territorial battles and so on so forth so Definitely worth something to keep an eye out. If you follow any major news network, you probably heard some of this, but we just try to give you the, the street-level layman's term type of summary on that stuff. <laughs> we're going to r- run into some Super Bowl talk real quick. And uh, I know that the Super Bowl is being kind of uh, hotly contested by some people in the area, you know, because we got a lot of bandwagon Chiefs fans. So they're all all happy about the Chiefs winning, which I'm, I'm happy for the Chiefs too. That's great. Yeah. You know, Philadelphia put on a hell of a show. They were straight up just two plays away from winning that, and mm-hmm. maybe just even one. Also
2: you know? that holding call at the end.
1: The holding call is one of the two that I would I would bring to light. And then the the fact that they had that defensive return. touchdown Mm -hmm. as well and so honestly the most the majority of the game was one of the best super bowls i'd ever seen until the ending i don't like official officials officiating deciding the games Mm -hmm. and that's essentially what it boiled down to even the d-back for philadelphia he admitted that he held them but i mean i saw the video it It did not
2: look like he was
1: you know and that was that's kind of how the Super Bowl ended last year too, is because the Bengals kind of got back into the fight and made it competitive toward the end, but they kept throwing holding calls on mm-hmm. their D backs specifically. And and that I know that that one play in particular, there was it was there was a little bit of hand fighting, but there was no holding whatsoever. Going back to last year's Super Bowl between the Bengals and the Rams, but yeah, I just I'm not a big fan of. The officials getting involved and it just mm-hmm. seems like they, they need a little attention <laughs> did you hear about andy reed's celebratory meal oh yeah i did yeah, yeah. extra large pizza <laughs> and got a salad so he didn't feel as fat yeah Keep him him a little little healthy.
2: Grease up his insides. Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Just hydrate a little (laughs) (laughs) with all that cured meat on there. Oh, man. It was mushroom and sausage is what he got, actually, I think he said. He ate every
2: bit of it. Oh, you know that. Yeah, he
1: didn't need nobody else helping him for sure. Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP. That drip with that WWE custom title looked boss. That
2: was baller. Yeah,
1: and holding that Lombardi trophy. Now, Jalen Hurts actually had the second best QBR performance of any quarterback ever in the Super Bowl. And he's only second to Nick Foles, and he only lost by a tenth of a point to You're Nick right. Foles. And so, and, and Mahomes in that game had the sixth best QBR performance. So, kind of interesting to kind of be aware of those stats as well. But Jalen Hurts was a beast. He showed out, showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say he just about damn near carried that team to a win solely. Yeah. He almost he ran for like seventy two yards I want to say three rushing touchdowns, yes. passed touchdown as well as uh, or at least one and then passed over three hundred yards as well so just amazing if if there wasn't that defensive return for a, a touchdown I mean honestly that could have made all the difference in the game too you know <laughs> yeah. so and and he certainly his QBR would have even, even been better so only four games in NFL history has actually had an NFL player three hundred plus passing yards three plus rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts has two of those in existence, one of them in the Super Bowl. Damn. So it's wild to put that in perspective. This guy's like his second or third year. He's not right. even been in the league that long. That's you insane. Know? It's crazy. His future's what bright, that is. man. Another interesting stat I came across, Co. You know, Tom Brady, as much as I hate him, I know he's the GOAT. I know he's the mm. best quarterback ever. I mean, the rings, the credentials, they say it all. Looking at it, Tom Brady at his age versus Pat Mahomes at his age. Okay, so at, let's say age 27, these stats. Pat Mahomes, two rings, five Pro Bowls two Super Bowl MVPs, 192 touchdowns, two league MVPs, 49 interceptions, one offensive player of the year, 24,241 yards, and then two-time first-team All-Pro. Tom Brady, two rings, two Pro Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, 97 touchdowns, 13,919 yards and 52 interceptions. 27. (laughs) So Pat Mahomes is already well on his way Mm -hmm. to possibly being the greatest quarterback ever. Right. I mean, by a substantial amount, whenever you look at it like that. If he can keep this pace, if he Mm -hmm. can stay injury-free, we'll say third degree sprain played that whole game like that mm. it's kind of a miracle yeah. that he performed as well as he did he even had that big rush too into the red zone oh he, was he, you could tell he hurt and oh he yeah pushed through that but well, he got uh oh he got tackled once too, too. Yeah. yeah he got his feet tied up mm-hmm. under him and he was limping around bad right before the half so yeah just incredible so Moving on from Super Bowl talk, got to talk a little blues talk. And unfortunately, we don't have Tarasenko anymore. He got traded. Mm. Um, we kind of seen this coming for the last two years or so. He's been relatively disgruntled, you know, kind of wanting a new contract with a heftier, heftier doll, dollar signs. Right. And management decided to invest in the youth. So Jordan Cairo, who just got that eight year, uh, $65 million extension. That's well deserved.
2: Well deserved. He's a player.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he was the All Star. Uh, he was the MVP of the All Star game. I think it was the skating speed competition he did really well in. And he mm-hmm. was also the MVP of the last uh, winter classic that the blues were in too right and i think even in the all-star game he accumulated like you know something like four or five points it was just insane mm-hmm. like to play the best of the best and do that well right you know there's there's something special with him for sure mm-hmm. but uh sad to see him go thank you for your contributions tarasenko but uh i do uh, support you know investing in the youth movement there and rebuild, and let's try and go get another cup, Blues. Yeah, Cardinals news, got to hit on that real quick. There we go. March 30th is the opener against the Blue Jays. Car- uh, I'm just going to go through some like you know off-season stuff. World Series betting lines are coming out, defensive ranks, team ranks, that sort of stuff. So cards have been uh, revealed as the fourth favorite to win the World Series at 8.1% behind the Astros, Mets, and Braves via Zips which is a, a fan graphs uh, yeah. metric that they use. Cardinals are ranked number one in defense by John Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Chip Carey, of course, is joined in the broadcast too. I don't need to throw that in there while I'm yeah. thinking about that. So that's yeah. grandson of Harry Carey, longtime Cardinals announcer and eventual Cubs announcer as well. So <laughs> keep that in mind. But uh, he replaces Danny Mac, of course. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see, I, you know, at least just the tradition and the and the family tie and that sort of thing is cool. Yeah, very. I, I think that there might have been better candidates out there. I was big for Greg Amsinger. And then, then also, yeah. when there was murmurs of the Seattle play-by-play guy mm-hmm. coming over, which he was a St. Louis native, I I really enjoyed. I went through some of his sample calls, and I was just getting jack yeah. uh, about the possibility of him being so. And they had that whole YouTube video of just him calling home runs, yeah. highlight and it was reels, like, and oh it man, a lot of energy. Yeah, I love it. So Bleacher Report also has the Cardinals not even uh, ranked as a top ten t- team going into the season, which is
2: absurd. I think it's a lot of it—the uncertainty of all of the depth that they have, sure. because they have all these pieces, but yet they don't know how they're going to put it together yet. But yeah. it's all these elite pieces. Well, they have a lot and, of youth. Um, and so, I mean, you kind of don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. Yeah. You know they're going to do good. It's right. just, is pitching going to hold up? Is everybody going to be healthy?
1: I can't remember the exact count. I think it's at least eight, if not nine, of the 100 top prospects in the MLB are Cardinals players, mm-hmm. and they're highly concentrated in the top 50 right. and of themselves, so... We got a lot of prospects. Jordan Walker being one. Up Mason Wynn, Alec yeah. Burleson,
2: ten, or Tints, I can't remember his name. He's a young kid, really good right-handed pitcher.
1: Yes, yeah, that he's our top prospect pitching. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see if see how what kind of impact they have on the Cardinals. Big uh, point of contention, controversy, discussion too, in the Cardinals' house is John Mozalek getting a two-year extension. What's your thoughts on that? You love I, to hate him y- Yeah, you love to hate him. I mean he's kind I, of a smug bastard. Yeah. yeah.
2: I always want to hate him, but honestly, look at what he's done. Yeah. He's done so much. And yeah. also like he got Arenado for like nothing. Right. And we I, mean, I
1: I don't even think are we paying Arenado this year? Uh I mean if we were to break it down math wise, there's years we're not paying for him at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It was, and I mean, we didn't we give did not up that much. contract, yeah. you know. So that's, I mean, that tells you right there the yeah, guys in, in it to win it here. It's
2: a genius move, and then also the Goldie trade. Yeah, I mean, again, I can't. It was like Luke Weaver, and and Luke Weaver's hurt. I think he signed in like Japan this year or something. Yeah, he might. I could be wrong, but Carson Kelly, yeah, he's he's Carson, Carson Kelly. Which Carson Kelly's a solid, yeah, he's catcher, a solid but catcher. He's not no Yachty. I mean, no, no Yachty. or yeah. Contreras, yeah, like. for sure.
1: And so, yeah, well, let's talk about some of Moseley's accolades as a GM in two thousand seven. Third best record in baseball since 07, the Cardinals. Zero losing seasons, one World Series, two NL pennants, and ten playoff appearances. It's hard to do. I, I, I There's no executive with those stats right mm-hmm. now, really. You know, So, yeah, all hats off to him. I, we'll see how it goes. Hope we have a, another World Series banner to hang up. I hope so. The end of this year, especially with a lot of youth. So many years to come. So now, guys, uh, we've kind of burned through everything. We're happy to bring you our guest this week. See you next Tuesday. Stick around after the break.
2: Hey, this is Josh from ATI Podcast. For show updates and news about the podcast, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast 22 on Twitter at podcast underscore ATI, on Instagram at the ATI Podcast, on TikTok, At ATI Podcast, DMs are always welcome. Have a question for the show? You can always email us at atipodcastquestions at gmail.com. Stay safe out there.
1: Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on the ATI Podcast. Barrett Lewis here, launching Season 2, Episode 1. Got Ridge by my Mm -hmm. side. You guys know him. And we have members from one of our favorite heavy bands. See you next Tuesday. Guys, we are so happy to have you, both Mm -hmm. Drew and Jimmy Blastbeats.
3: We're happy to be here. Thanks for thanks for letting us be on this, man. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's a total pleasure. And uh, so we're going to be encouraging some watcher uh, participation as well. Uh, we're live streaming on Twitch, and we're going to be looking out. Anybody who is on our Twitch feed, welcome to ask a question. We'll try to work it in naturally while we're talking today. But uh, anybody, all of our fans, people that watch us, listen to us, you guys kind of know we just like to shoot the shit with everybody and uh, be real and have real conversations. So that's what we're going to get into here, guys uh right. last to cover with you i know it's been about 15 years since the last album uh what have you been doing where have you been at
3: uh well all right uh <laughs> man i tell this one a lot <laughs> no it's, it's okay. okay uh yeah um well we all kind of did our own thing you know uh come the disbanding obviously jimmy wasn't um part of us yet um, uh, we, we always knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time.
1: <laughs> no, I <heard> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, when we disbanded, you know, it was just, uh, you know, it was a string of bad luck and, you know, like we got seized in the Canadian border for some shit and we had some, you know, expenses come up and a broken trailer axle oh. and, you know, just one thing after yeah. another. And like, uh, you know, uh, Fox, uh, was a tattooer, you know, and he had like another career that was basically beaten down the door waiting to like flourish. Yeah. which I mean, now he's a successful tattoo shop owner and he's an ex like extraordinary artist. So, I mean, it's not like he'll never admit that, but I think he's very talented cause I can't do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely agreed so yeah we were just like you know fuck it i guess we'll take a break and you know a break turned into you know a while
1: yeah quite the. Uh, we all
3: yeah we all did different stuff especially because when we when we first disbanded it was different members you know for example right travis didn't come back with us the second go around (laughs) and uh you know he works as a graphics designer for some hot ass furniture brand out of detroit I don't even know the name, but he's really good at it. <laughs> looks like he does well for himself. He wears cardigans in the summer.
0: Oh Damn. wow! Oh. <laughs> I see. Uh. We'll drink with the yeah. up <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <a> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um boy. Yeah, exactly.
3: So yeah, um, when we kind of we we uh, got some offers for some random shows over the years. We ended up doing a couple in like 2015, 2016, 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, the members that reformed were uh, Rick, which was our one of our earlier bass players uh, back when Bear was still in the band. Right when we first started doing our touring, uh, like our tour with Robinson, Heavy, Heavy, Low, Low, and stuff like that, was when yeah. Rick was in the band. Um, yeah, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, so whatever you guys started doing those reunion shows in like twenty fifteen. Uh, I mean, what was so alluring about that offer to come back together? Were you guys just like itching to, to play together or uh, with the other driving forces? Uh,
3: weirdly enough, it was kind of one of those fate moments. Um, okay. I sold off all my C-Next Tuesday gear when we first disbanded because I was broke as fuck. I'd moved back in with my mom and it's embarrassing. You know, it's, it's tough. Um, yeah. Going from, you know touring and making it from tour to tour from gig to gig you know i didn't live a lavish lifestyle i I made it by but i lived on the road and it was awesome and i wouldn't trade it for anything but um yeah i'm sorry i keep losing my train of thought no it's okay (laughs) (laughs) well I, i
1: the point i want to get to eventually is i think that it's kind of innately american that everybody loves a good comeback story i know i do and it's oh, just awesome yeah. to see you guys back together. Yeah, the Robin. Uh, that's right. It's...
3: That's what it was. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I remember that's okay. what I was doing. Uh, yeah, the Robin. I uh, uh, The pink guitar. No. Um, I'm sure a lot of people had seen me in pictures use that guitar at some point. Um, I had sold it off to a friend of mine, James LaCroix, who actually makes a voice appearance on Distractions. Uh, I sold it off to James. And uh, he randomly... We randomly, like crossed paths and rekindled our friendship and he sold me back the guitar which i have since sold to rick um because it just it wasn't for me anymore but i got that guitar back and uh that was the driving force of playing those shows it was just kind of like one of those "Ah, i guess it's kind of fate you know whatever if you believe in that kind of thing it you know i never thought that he would have turned around and sold it back to me, or he'd even hang hang on to it. And it was actually sure. he never he never touched it. He literally just bought it, never changed the strings from the last show at Max Bar in Lansing. Wow! Uh, oh wow! Yeah. And yeah, it was cra- It was one of those moments where I was like, oh, "Come on, give
1: me a hug!" Yeah. you know, and like <laughs> I, I bought this back. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: bought it back from him and shit, and you know,
1: very cool. <laughs>
3: that's not why I started writing a record, but that's why we at least. Um, Started playing some shows again. You know that was the that was the the driving force, I guess. There. So sorry to interrupt. I'd like to no,
1: it's so okay. Hard. Yeah, it totally. <laughs> sounds like a kind of a culmination of events and moments. I don't I'm have the greatest
3: chain of thought type of thing. So sometimes I will just say like, "Where was I?" James, it's all good. out there. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same exact way. I understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and i know i definitely want to devote a good amount of time talking about the new album and and everything that's in the works present day with you guys sure. but uh i would i would hate the old fan in me not to touch on a few old things oh yeah dude, uh while, sure. while we got you and um you know just for our audience if they don't know the history of see you next tuesday if they're seeing you guys for the first time hearing of you guys for the first time uh kind of talk about the formation of the band initially because i've read in some places it was a joke and this and that like how did it come together and then um you know obviously kind of i think what kind of at least to us a drew us to you guys was kind of your brand of humor too and your merchandising you know with having cunt on your merchandise yeah. you know we were we were uh early college age kids yeah. at the time and, and yeah. it, it, it just screamed at us you know so well i mean that in
0: that's
3: that's like that's that's the joke right yeah right is and i i didn't want to sound like a marketing dweeb but you know it's like uh the name is like somewhat stupid but mostly funny um and to the degree that like you know that 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 in itself was the joke you know i mean and it worked like literally people would be like oh that band name is clever and also offensive simultaneously, but you could also like hear you could hear the name "See You Next Tuesday" and be like, "What do they play? Pop punk? That's cute. That's a nice name." And then you know, sure. do like you know, eight dead, nine for count the fetus, you know. <laughs> and uh, I mean it, it. Yeah. So I mean that's that's the level of joke. You know, I always took it serious as like a musicianship. You know, like I've always sure. been. Um. I mean, I, I've always been someone that practices a lot. You know, I
1: mean, yeah. Really,
3: <laughs> I don't know how to say that, you know. Um, well, I
1: mean, I know certainly we, I could speak for us as fans. You know what drew us to you, as I mentioned, was, you know, some of the merchandise and things like that. But, you know, works. we stayed once we heard the music and your guitar work oh, well, in particular, you. Drew. Uh, the musicality has um, always been there, regardless of how much of a joke or it is or isn't or has been. Well, that's not the what musicality's I was always been there.
3: That's not what I was trying to say. What I mean is, like, <laughs> um, like if you if you put in the time to practice, even if it, even if you know I'm not as good as you say you guys say I am, um, at least, um, like if you put in the time, at least I'm taking that serious. You know, you can't practice a shitload at an instrument, get good at it, and then not take that seriously. But you know, there's sure. got to be some sort of avenue of novelty in a band that makes it interesting. Because, you know, being in a band isn't just standing on stage and playing music. What separates, you know, a band from a band performing is literally the performance. You know, like going to a live concert should not sound like the record. You know, and some people will shoot me for saying that. But like, you know, there's a lot of two guitar stuff on all three records, you know, more so um, on Distractions than anything else.
1: There's also a lot
3: of... Uh, have you guys heard it, by the way? Yes, yes, yes. sir. We okay. had the
1: pleasure of uh, pre-screening it, <laughs> so thank you very Good. much for that. Yes. Your team, uh, Alexa, yes. did a great job. She's wonderful. I love her. She's great. So, fantastic. Yeah. Yes. We, thank you, Alexa. Stellar.
3: Yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, were we, oh, being proficient. What were we talking about, Jimmy?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say, you know, that's kind of emphatically like what your band has been, though, too, is fun. Uh, yes, yeah, performers, you know, yes, musicians. Yeah. But, that that, ju- you know, that
3: juxtaposition between being wacky and being performers, but also being right. proficient at your instrument. You know, like right. Lady mm-hmm. Gaga is a, an amazing singer, even though you know, at the start of her career, she wore fucked up, you know, Beetlejuice looking outfits. But like, right. you know, that's the <laughs> shtick. But you yeah. know, and it is what it is. You know, I, I mean, that's. The stick of it all is what you know, kind of branded us as a MySpace band and not like a serious grindcore band. But you know, it is what it is, man. Like, I was twenty something, and it was a fuckload of fun. And they're funny, and like you know, naming songs after
1: song titles because it's yeah funny. I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) absolutely. Well, I mean, that's the thing that gets lost nowadays. To even kids that are playing music is. Yeah, you should take it seriously if you want to be a musician. And here's the thing... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay.
3: I was going to say, the thing about the song titles, too, is there was always... They were always a nod to unoriginality. Like, I've always been a firm believer that, like, a lot has been done, especially in metal. You know what I mean? Because, like, the greats, you know, the big innovators, you know, like Sabbath and Pantera and Metallica, like, They've already gone and passed. Like everything else, is just an extrapolation from that,
1: to some sure. degree. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I, obviously there there are still people breaking new ground, and that is insane to think about in 2023. But I love, love that. that. You know,
1: absolutely. So,
3: anyway, well, not to, to that from stealing song <laughs> titles that are just quotes from TV. You know, that's my nod to the <laughs> appreciation
1: without question and again having fun with your music like that's just paramount you know that's what music should be i i I can't encourage people enough you know if you're practicing let's make it fun uh if you want to make a career of it it's got to be fun otherwise it's not going to stick with you and i think you guys were the embodiment at least to us again Mm -hmm. as fans were the embodiment of that back in the day and uh, certainly an aspect of what drew us to you Uh um And I I noticed over the years, too, you guys were kind of painted with multiple genre brushes, you know, by various people. Some, you know, the death grind, metalcore, all that type of stuff. Was there ever a a specific intention to stay in a certain lane with genre or influences that you can kind of detail? Because honestly, again, as fans, you know, we're kind of marks, I guess, for you guys. But, you know, we felt like there was quite a bit of originality to you. But maybe that's because of multiple influences. Um. You know, that's the
3: tough thing with being in a band that came up in a time of uncategorizable genres. You know, like that yeah, whole like yeah. math core, yeah. Um, into the moat, psyopus, uh, exactly. sawtooth grin, not number twelve looks like you, daughters. Yep. Like, what do you call them? hardcore? Mathcore? Right. Uh you know, some of us are heavier than others. You know what I mean? Like, Santiago sure. Grin is still fucking intense, man. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're not doing it in drop A with three stages of gain like I do. But I'm a stupid savage when it comes to that stuff. So that's the decision <laughs> I made, and that's yeah. that's my production nightmare to deal with. Not this. <laughs> yeah, um, cross bear. So, so yeah, man. It's just. It, it, it's like a variety act, you know. What do you What do you call a variety act when it comes to a wedding band? You know, you're just like, oh, sure. you hired a band. What What kind of music are they? Oh, they're a variety. Oh, okay. So you know that they're gonna play top 100, no matter what it is at the time. Sure. If you hired them in Mexico, it'd be the top 100 in Mexico. It right. is just what it is. You know, that's what a variety band is. But what do you categorize a variety band in? In In metal. Sure. Right, because metal has so many genres, it's, it's, and, exactly, and if you yeah. if you include or exclude the wrong one, <laughs> like you get fucking castrated. Right, but um, sure. yeah. I I always explained it this way, like um, I've always been um, like fast, intense, grindcore stuff. Well, yeah. whether it be more modernized, sawtooth grin, Robinson stuff. Or you know more more of the, the the classic rotten sound regurgitate they're both my favorites I ingest them both I don't I don't think of them on a spectrum as one less or more grind like to me and just, yeah. they're just fucking insane in short bursts and that's what that that's what that means to me so I mean am I making it up sure you know someone's probably out there like false grind.
1: <laughs> 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 hashtag false grammar, yeah friend. exactly <laughs> yeah.
3: but uh, uh you know and that's fine i i, I accept that too you know because here's the thing this is what i'm literally about to say is i've always said that see you next tuesday is about 51 percent grind like if i was going to be in a custody battle with uh, with genres grindcore would probably win the judge would just look at the paperwork sure. and be like well we're teetering on 50 50- which I feel like is the majority here. Yeah. uh, We'll give it to Grindcore.
1: But, you know, we
3: also splash in X.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of bands Mm -hmm. fall victim to, based on the time that they kind of blew out uh, or came out. uh, It's particularly in your guys' case, you already mentioned some of these bands, but a lot of these other bands came out about the same time. Into the Moat, Daughters, Number 12, Looks Like You, Heavy, Heavy, Low, Low. incredible bands. Um, You know, Acacia Strain all those guys came out about the same time and a lot of comparisons were made, you know, across the field. But I always felt like you guys stood out because you did implement various degrees of things, you know, like I can go back to, you know, dedication, uh, and to, uh, and, and it was kind of do me, uh, dedication to a new era on, on the intervals album. And, and, that that to me just like that was my favorite song of your guys for a while, and it didn't sound anything uh, else like any of your other songs, you know? So, like, I just I appreciate the variety because I'm a guy who likes his variety. You know, I got to have yeah, five hot you. sauces at dinner in front of me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so shit, I yeah, dude. That's, shit, how, you know?
3: that's how I'm at barbecue joints. I'm like, just fucking bring me the yeah. carousel. Absolutely. New little, that was a little too vinegary. <laughs> Let's do it, man.
1: Yeah, but I, I <laughs> kind of like in you guys. music genres you guys at that time too kind of like a, a a falling star if you will in the sense that you know oh, you guys stop. were very bright are, and stood really out nice from everybody else and uh that's why you know you guys have stuck with us over the time and so when we saw you guys were coming back together it's just like this this is the type of comeback story we want to see you know well sure. thank you so. thank you thank you uh
3: you're making me flustered over here i'm sorry to lose concentration <laughs> um I don't. I don't generally get this many barrage of compliments, so I appreciate you for one. Um, was there a question in there?
1: Well, no. I just, I just wanted to make a statement while I had a okay. chance. Gotcha. Okay. Because <laughs> you're kind of taking my questions out from under me. You're doing such a good job with your answers. There. I'm sorry. I'm
3: sorry, but
1: it's okay. I dare you, right?
3: <laughs> I know. Gosh.
1: Jeez Louise. So, of course, let's get let's get. Let's fast forward to today. We got Jimmy Blastbeats here with us. Jimmy, were you a fan before you joined the band? How did you get involved with things?
4: So a long time ago, uh, back in 2005, um, I was in a band uh, from here in Ohio where I'm from called The Heartland. And we went up and played uh, a show at Rick's mom's garage called The Vage. The very yeah, awesome garage, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, and we were gonna do um, a fun little weekend with those guys. Um, it was um, us. See you next Tuesday, and we were gonna. <laughs> there it is. Do we have a recording? <laughs> yeah, they're
3: on. They're um, on Spotify. They're oh, okay, they're a super sick band. John's the guitar player, also a really good close friend of ours. So
1: oh yeah,
4: so, love you, John.
1: <laughs> oh, Hope you're um, watching.
4: Yeah. I hope he is, too. If not, we're just going to give him a huge hug next week. Hell yeah. Way. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we were, we were coming up to play a show. We played the show with uh, the guys. Um, and we were going to go do a small little weekend. And unfortunately, we got hit with some bad weather. And when we were on our way to Was the next in? show... Yeah, yeah. We were on our way to the next show. Um, our camp went off the road. And so we didn't make it to that the rest of those dates we just you know put our tail between our legs and went home so um yes i was a fan um you know john was like hey we're gonna go play in michigan this weekend um with these guys called see you next tuesday and here's what they sound like and eight dead nine if you count the fetus comes on and i'm like this this is sick awesome let's go do that um so yes i was a fan um in the beginning and just kind of kept in touch with everybody over the years uh, mainly Rick and um, yeah Rick actually was the one who asked me if I would be interested in in, uh, in doing the gig so hell yeah I um, thought he was punking me at first because uh, you know I was flabbergasted <laughs> that Andy wasn't involved and um, but I talked with drew and he kind of gave me the lowdown and we discussed stuff and here I am.
1: Well, you well, know, well, I gotta, I gotta make it, make a mention of this too. So, not to get too in the weeds too quick, but I know that Drew, you wrote a lot of the record uh, yourself, and and very talented person, able to play multiple instruments, and tracked a lot of the album "Distractions" that comes out tomorrow. But uh, I got to ask you, Jimmy, what the hell is this son of a bitch doing to you on drums? Because those BPMs and some of those songs, those crazy beats, you got to produce that shit live, my man. I do, try to give you a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He definitely gave me a run for oh, my yeah. money. There's still a lot of stuff that I haven't even attempted to try and play yet from the record. And
3: yeah, currently but, we're um, only playing four songs live. So yeah, but yeah, um, it it's fun.
4: That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's a great fun listen, guys. Our listeners, let's check out distractions. It releases tomorrow, Friday, uh, February seventeenth. It's got 13 tracks. Total runtime I, I counted at 27 minutes 59 seconds. It's going to be available on all streaming platforms, so it's a good, quick, easy listen. And um, I know it's being released in association with Good Fight Music. How did the relationship with Good Fight Music come about?
3: Uh, it's Rick and Carl from Ferret. You know, so it's just oh, kind of... okay, neat. nice. Yeah. Um, you know, Ferret was uh, absorbed by Warner Brothers or whatever. I don't know if "absorbs" the
0: right word, but, you know, they were... Um, yeah. Right.
3: Um... So yeah, and then Good Fight was just their their next venture, and uh, it was one of the I things. Where, oh yeah, over the years we've always just kept in touch with them, you know, just random things, um, uh, you know, just band stuff, I guess, you know, just anytime something popped up and blah 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 blah. So when when we were actually in enough in the into the record process, Fox and I, Fox and I were the only two that that. Um, we're on the record, unfortunately, but uh, either way, um, yeah, well, we, when, yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I I was gonna ask about you know specifically the first single that you guys had released was, hey, look, no crying, right? Yeah, yep, yep. and and uh, excellent song, uh, stellar Thank you. video. I, Thank you. I recommend folks checking it out. <laughs> it is on YouTube. Uh, what what? Why did you guys choose that as the first single?
3: Um, I felt that that song was probably the only song on the record that gave a nod to our older stuff. Okay, like if you were I to, I mean, obviously you I can heard see that the, you heard the whole record, so you know, right. like it, 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 it's. there's an underlying see you next tuesday vibe like you can definitely tell that my brain had some stuff to do with this record yeah um, as it did with parasite intervals um but yeah hey look just was one of those songs where it's just like you know it's got the breakdown it's like one of two in the entire record you know Uh, if you even can call it that Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's got the more, like, metal aspects than grindy aspects, even though it's pretty, I think it's got some nice little grindy moments to her. But, yeah, yeah I just I just felt it was a good choice for, for, like, you know, I feel, I didn't feel like we were going to come back and be, like, you know, I, I thought we'd come back and, like, 16 people would be like, yeah, I remember that band. So I figured those people would want to hear something Sure. that you know that reminded them of the yesteryears so we're trying to I was that was my attempt at given you know the, the, the 16 people waiting for us to put pre- record you know, <laughs>
1: Well you mentioning some of that you know those 16 people uh, what, what, what has the feedback been like for you guys have you guys been getting an outpouring of support? What's it been like it ridic-
4: ridiculous I don't, I... Excitement a lot of excitement.
2: <laughs> That's awesome Right, you're I'm already glad on, to hear it. For sure. Well, you're already on your second pressing of the record.
1: So that's Yeah, yeah that should tell that's you something, right? That's uh, why
3: it's it's over overwhelming like I, it leaves me speechless just thinking about it like just right. People on the internet have are nice. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's oh, kind of
1: rare actually whenever people <laughs> are it, nice it, to you on the internet it, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, and uh you know, that says I feel like that says a lot. Like, you It know, does. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, uh, of course, you know, Lamgoat, like if you go to lambgoat.com and still read yeah. the comments, which Jimmy can't, he gets real mad. <laughs> <laughs> My wife thinks it's fucking hilarious, though. If you guys read, like, you go to Lamgoat ever and read their comments? It, oh, yeah. It, yeah you know, I used to. Yeah, I haven't yeah, in it's, a while, but man. It's not changed at all in 15 no. years. Like, it's the same fucking dudes, but they're hilarious. Like, some mm-hmm. of the shit they come up with, man, I'm just like, oh, man, you guys, you stand up comedians by day
1: yeah uh, (laughs) Uh, i just heard a really funny one actually i think it was uh one of the guys from alexis on fire was reading comments from lamb goat wasn't it and uh they make music for 35 year old dudes that need to take a vacation day to come see them play (laughs) and see them (laughs) over 35 year old dudes (laughs) to sit up here and cry about their lives <laughs> I was like, wow. And he was like, I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, it was pretty funny. I, yeah. We had, we had one that, vacation days.
3: <laughs> we, had, we had one that was like the Denny's line cooks are going to be mad when all four of these guys take the same shift off.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> what, no, wasn't it something about the Auto Zone break room or something? <laughs> yeah. The,
3: <laughs> our photo looked like we took it at the AutoZone break room or something i'm like man you guys are you guys are too cool i wish i mean i understand that it has to be an anonymous platform otherwise it sure. wouldn't be as even close to as funny but man i wish i could just reach out to these people and just be like man thanks for that i mean not only Major my day. day but my wife's day like i sh- yeah. shared that <laughs> stuff over dinner <laughs>
1: that's fantastic well, you know, getting back to the comments of kind of what support, what's it been like since you guys have getting, gotten back together. I know I've seen a lot of early reviews piling in on distractions. You guys got an 8.7 out of 10 through Metal Trenches. Oh, um, yeah. Metal Epidemic, 4.5 out of 5. Distorted Sound Magazine gave you guys a 9 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, you guys are getting the praise, and I think it's well-deserved. <laughs> Thank you. you. Know?
3: I appreciate that. Yeah, it's... Again, it's it's crazy.
1: <laughs> I want to get into some of the uh, writing of the record, too, Drew, and I know a lot of that laid on your plate. Um, when it came to actually formulating the lyrics, was that you putting together the lyrics? No, okay, unfortunately, was lyrics uh, that,
3: was, that was all Fox. Yeah, he, yeah uh, Fox he, did that. He 100% uh, conceptualized, wrote, and did the lyrics. There's uh, a tiny little scream here and there that I do. I do some some of the crowd stuff, uh, okay. throughout the record and stuff. But up. yeah, I mean, all the voices and stuff you hear in the record, those are all like co workers and past members and stuff. My wife's on there. Yeah. Uh, everything you uh, awesome. on the record. I created, I didn't steal anything. That's
1: awesome. That's fantastic. And I know that you did everything short of the final mastering of the album. Is that correct too, Drew?
3: Yeah. The, the production and mixing and, and stuff. I did all that. And then, uh, I felt it was kind of like one of those full circle thingy Uh to hand it off to. Well, I knew going into it, mastering had to be done by somebody else. I didn't. Sure. I felt that like you know my ears are only so good. Someone else's has to be on it at some point, and why not that be the mastering? Since I had zero experience doing it anyhow, so that makes sense. Sure. Um, Josh Schroeder actually, one of his first recordings he's ever done was in the basement of his um, in-laws' house. Here in Bay City, Michigan, uh, he lives in the town I deliver mail in, actually in Midland, Michigan. Okay. And uh, you know, it just happens that he became a wildly successful, you know, producer and recording studio. So, um but yeah, man, I I, I just knew I had to hand it off to him, and, I, and he he was, uh, you know, like same same response. Like I sent him a message, just was like, "Hey, Josh, so, so like I'm writing this record," and he's like, "What? Excuse me, what?" <laughs> and I was like, would you be interested in mastering it he's like yep i don't i don't care if good fight gives me 50 bucks i will absolutely do it so they That's gave him awesome. that They're, he deserved it so
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: i had a chance to read over some of the lyrics too on the album <laughs> and i felt like you know along with the music there's clearly a pro- progression of you guys as a band and sound, and there's some like wildly awesome lyrics on this this album. Yeah, you have like. to thank Fox um, for that.
3: Yeah,
1: and in particular, one that really stood out to me was "I had the craziest dream." You know, uh, that actually has just some insanely beautiful and charming moments. <laughs> like yeah. I, I would, I didn't expect that from you guys, quite frankly. You know?
3: Yeah, um, yeah. When Fox, it was funny because. Uh, those, like, stab parts, and he says something real pretty over top of it.
1: Yeah. I actually,
3: um, I didn't It's a nice love contrast. The, yeah, I didn't love the juxtaposition at first, and uh, I remember, like, talking to him on the phone. Him and I butted heads in a very weirdly constructive way. Like, we we would have fits with each other, but the end result was, was good because of it, I think. You know what I mean? Like, it took yeah. two artists to disagree with stuff to come to... Something good, but um, yeah, that was that 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 again, that juxtaposition that he did in that song. I didn't, I did not love it, and uh, it wasn't until that he kind of described it in a different way, you know, like after we were recording it, and I was like, mm, and then I listened to it a couple of times, and I was like, hmm, so then I called him about it, and he's like, listen, it's like this, and I'm like, all right, well, I'll listen to it again, and then I was like, you know, it's fine. It works absolutely. Somebody's out there is going to appreciate it, and you definitely did. So,
1: yeah, I I It stood out to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one point for Fox in the column right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, somebody text
3: him. Tom and I know like <laughs> somebody is anybody watching? Can you tell?
1: Uh yes, actually, uh, yeah, we we got got the Twitch over it's the sixteen or... people. Yeah, I I hope so. Ryan,
3: Peter, Ty, (laughs)
1: Andrew—guys
3: that we know that have two first names.
1: Yeah, uh, we've just got pretty much people kind of cheering us along at the moment. No, uh, no explicit questions. Well, if somebody out
3: there knows Fox, text him and be like, "Drew just complimented you on live internet," (laughs) and he'll be like, "I don't believe it." It'll
1: be out there forever.
3: Yeah, we'll do somebody named Batman. Batman, oh,
2: like actual. I don't. Somebody who believes they're Batman. It's <laughs> pretty wild,
1: man. I like that. that. Yeah. Drew, I got to <laughs> ask you. You know, with so much being on your plate with writing the album, was it kind of difficult? Did you ever have those uh, Brian Wilson, Jim, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison moments where you kind of just like just kept tweaking at nauseum? You know, did you have to kind of walk away at times? Kind of talk, talk me through some of the madness that you went through. All of the
3: above. Yeah. I. I mean, I spent damn near two years writing it i started in like the december of 2020 i started writing it somewhere in there like october somewhere between october and december 2020 and uh, i finished it and handed it over to josh schroeder um june 1st of 22 so yeah everything i mean any you know i had great days where you know uh, an idea came to fruition easily. <laughs> yeah, and I and I had days where like I recorded literally three seconds of a song and listened to that on repeat for eight hours
4: because I'm fucking insane.
3: Also, I'm a mailman, so I walk eight miles a day for a living. um I wear earbuds and I listen to a lot of music. I talk to Jimmy on the phone all the time. He also hey, works nope. in a job that he can do that. <laughs> Don't tell Chase Bank.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, uh we'll bleep out the bank mention <laughs> yeah
3: yeah um no um
0: <laughs>
1: yeah uh,
3: i i don't know what was your question something about well, me wrong. well you know with it all being on your on your
1: plate i mean that's a that's a heavy burden wasn't it wasn't, today, it, wasn't
3: it wasn't on my plate though i mean i chose to do it it wasn't like the dudes were pressuring me i fucking decided sure. To, to write some music, you know, um, it was honestly, it wasn't till I was a handful of songs in that, uh, you know, the rest of the dudes even really gave a shit. Like, cause I wasn't. Yeah. Everything kind of started as like a tweaking project, you know. I bought myself a new guitar, worked really hard. Bunch of shit happened, and for Christmas of twenty twenty during COVID, I bought myself a PRS and my wife was super awesome and she just like you know you deserve something so i did and um, in the house i have you know i have like some you see like studio foam yeah right so there's like some stuff in my room i had stuff you know like i'm an adult you know I'm 40 in a month i buy stuff <laughs> so like i've had stuff i've i i've, I've actually been um, I, I've been, I make electronic music. I've been doing that DJing and stuff for years and, uh, uh, you know, bluegrass and stuff and what yeah. have you. So, I mean, I've always been kind of recording stuff and having fun. And this really just started as a project, like, okay, I'm going to buy an HM2 because that's what Rod Sound does. So I'm shooting. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, but I don't want it to sound like an HM2. I want it to sound like something different, but. You know, probably yeah. as close to Slipknot as I can make an HM2 sound, because Slipknot always sounds good, so we'll just do that. And I just fucked with it for a really long time, and it really wasn't until I got, like, two or three songs in that I found a sound and had to go back and re-record shit. Yeah. But even still, happy with. I, you know, uh, even still, there's sections of songs where, like, the original recordings, like, the worst, the, the not as good a guitar tone, in my opinion, and stuff. Like, some of that stuff I kept just because, like, I liked um, the variety. I didn't want the record to sound the same throughout the whole thing. It's a sure. journey type of thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And but, I, I know coming back to doing stuff oh, like this. Oh, right. this is, oh yeah, look at
3: this that. Is look
1: at this the... is Hazel. We got so the right, Hazel.
4: What a beautiful
1: little Hi,
3: baby.
4: That's my wake. <laughs> that's my wake up buddy when I stay the night. Oh, <laughs>
3: all right, she is too. She's a little cutie. She's a Cheweenie. She's okay. Um, Chihuahua wiener dog. She basically just looks like a wiener with long legs and lots of hair. All right, get
1: out of here. Work. We're always about the pet work on and, the show, for sure.
3: Uh, I love doggies. We got a lot of grind dogs in the band, so. <laughs>
1: you know, um, another moment I, I, I it kind of stuck with me on the album is the last track, of course. It's a seven minute uh, plus track. A- again, you're kind of getting in a doomy realm there uh here on distractions with the last track strange music and uh you know it's 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 kind of a fitting end to the album i felt like as well thank you um is that is that something that came to you early on in the songwriting process or is that something that came (laughs) later
3: um it was it uh it ran parallel to the entire writing of the record pretty much um right right around what i was talking about three four songs in i think it was right around the time i wrote caleb mccryan actually Um, is when I wrote that acoustic intro thing in Strange Music. Mm. Um, And from there, I joked with my wife, I called that song my distraction from my distraction. Because, like, just writing distractions, writing the songs and distractions were distracting Mm. me in a good (laughs) way. It was distracting Mm -hmm. me, excuse me, I'm getting burpee over here. I had uh, Jets pizza to celebrate. I don't know if you guys have Jets. Where are you guys No, from? we do
1: not. No, we're in Missouri, actually. Southeast Missouri. Missouri. Near oh, Louis. Okay. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're kind of lame. Rule. It's only corporate pizza around here.
3: Yeah, well, Jets is... Well, I think they're... I don't know if they are. But uh, they're a Detroit company. But I know they're in, like, Florida, too. But anyway, it's it's basically deep-fried pizza. It's fucking awesome. They oh, shit. I apologize. I, I had four, four slices. Jimmy knows the pain I am in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: At, the acid <laughs> reflex gets to you in the old age.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's cheese, you know? Just makes <laughs> you look, Drew you just know. doesn't know how to stop.
1: He, he will just
4: go <laughs> and go.
3: It's like, it's, it's literally crack-cooking of to me. Pizza is crack-cooking. Especially Jets, man. I know, Drew did,
1: man. Didn't you or don't you have like a pizza tattoo over your navel?
3: Yeah, across, across I my I gut, I, yeah. I have an old English tattoo of yeah. pizza, yeah. I've always yeah. been a pizza connoisseur. Pizza <laughs> connoisseur.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a man after my own heart. <laughs> but yeah,
3: so distractions, you know, um, uh, I was, you know, the, the writing of this was my, uh, like, my escape, you know, like, uh, um, uh, well, you know, not to get too into it, but uh, I, I, i had the last drink of alcohol in um, october 19th of 2020 so you know i've been i haven't i haven't had any alcohol since and uh, good for you just yeah thank you congratulations um, well thank you yeah i appreciate that and i'm proud of it you know it's just it's just weird to talk about you it should be <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, twenty twenty was shit for everybody. Let's not just blow past that, you know. Sure. It was just, it was a culmination of fucking bullshit after bullshit. And you know, I was a mailman, and that was hard. And my wife was sitting at home, who also, you know, took to the liquor. And yeah. you know, it is what it is. I, I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide it. She, uh, she found the strength. She fucking got us help. You know, she 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 went and sought help, and I uh, I, I I quickly followed suit within yeah. three days. So, um, uh, yeah, man. So that I would, if if anyone is curious, my wife does merch for us on tour, which we'll be doing next week with Bandit. And right. uh, if if you like the record, tell her thanks, because if it wasn't for her, she wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have written this record. I'd still be drinking, I and mean, who knows what I'd be fucking doing. Well, In good jail, support probably. system
1: is everything, man. for yeah, sure, exactly. Without question,
3: Thank uh, I don't you, care Lauren. what your are. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Big shot.
1: Thanks. Big shout out to Lauren.
3: Yeah, Lauren Slavik, everybody. She also <laughs> shot. She did the photo for the cover art. So okay, she's Hell yeah. she sings. She sings on the record too. On uh, on one of the Isle songs. I don't remember which one. First okay. Part. We call them the Isle songs because they're like they were the, those two songs were my attempt in intermission.
1: That's yeah, when I, not- when I was looking through the credits, I did notice a lot of names, uh, and, and that kind of goes back to there's some, and I don't I don't want to pass over this point either. I think this record is wildly ambitious in many ways, but in a good way, uh, <laughs> okay. and it, it kind of just kind of follows suit with your other releases. There's just a progression in the musicality and everything,
0: okay. and
1: um, you know there's you're implementing some sense and things that you didn't necessarily do in the past noise uh mm-hmm. there's these where you hear the kind of these menial conversations going on in the background as well uh, yeah. a lot of various voices on the track as you've detailed and uh, I, I mean there's really an atmosphere that you're generating with a lot of this I, I feel like at least me as a listener it's kind of disorienting but it's the kind that captivates yeah, you right. you know it's kind of like a car wreck you you see a car wreck, you mm-hmm. can't help but look <laughs> in, in most instances yeah. and you want to see what this leads to and there's a lot Great. of good payoffs on the record as well. Thank you. And and uh, I just you know I just want to highlight the the production too that you guys are, and the approach that you've taken specifically. There's a lot of you can just hear it. If you're a musician, uh, you can hear the layers of work that's behind this without question. Yeah, thank you. I mean, and he's fucking nice, man. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into some of the newer lineup as well, uh, Jimmy. I know you're a, a newer member in the band. What's the band da- dynamic like? How much of a dick is Drew? Give he's us all the dirt.
4: A, he's not a dick at all. He's uh, that's uh, good. Uh, uh, no, um, no, no one in this band is a dick to each other. Um, that's this good. Is, uh, that's a good start. It's um it's a very comfortable atmosphere, and you know, especially you know, we tour in a. Toyota Rav 4, so we're in very close proximity at all oh, times. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're, you can't be an asshole to someone and just sure. sit that close to them. So, there's lots of parts. It. It. it fucking sucks.
1: But <laughs> yeah, I hear you have that. <laughs> lots of parts.
4: Um, uh, but, you know, no, it's, it's, it's great. I'm having a good time. Uh,
1: well, yeah. I know that, J- Jimmy, you kind of live a bit of a distance from Drew. Um, kind of what's the plan once you guys are on tour, are you guys going to do some rehearsals or uh, what's, what's the idea about getting the tour together? And
4: so what we basically do, it's kind of funny, Um you know, Fox and Rick live about an hour and a half away from drew and I live four hours away from drew.
3: So it's closer but- to four and a half, five almost really. Yeah. It's
4: not an yeah. easy drive.
3: <laughs> Yeah. I, I can
1: imagine.
4: Um But You know, it's funny. I joined the band in June of last year, and we've practiced, you know, between Drew's house and my house, uh, well over 10, 12 times, you know, in that time frame, I think. Mm -hmm. And prepping
3: songs are not necessarily
4: easy to just like,
1: right, just slap together. Mm -hmm. I I agree. So, (laughs) like
4: this past weekend, the, the, the guys were here. Um, well, Drew and Rick were here and we, you know, hit the new songs that we've been doing in the set list uh, a good handful of times. We actually put in a new tune that's not new, but, you know, new to the set list of what we're playing of an old song. So, yeah. uh, okay. you know, I had to learn that, you know, yeah. over the weekend. And, you know, we just, we don't, really mess around when we're practicing you know, yeah. it's pretty like you know yeah we're gonna have fun and have a good time but like when when we're down or you know in the basement yeah. or in drew's garage we're yeah we're getting after it so
3: you I know mean, we basically fucking- just crush some pizza or some chicken wings or both and fucking slam some dews and hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll smoke a doobie <laughs> and rick will slam a beer and Jimmy'll just keep slamming more sodas, and <laughs>
4: <laughs> we'll fucking
3: yeah. we'll fucking go. like the life get my diabetes
4: <laughs> all up and roared up oh, and ready yeah. to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> blood sugar going. Yeah, yeah I, I said
3: this the other day, and I I, I thought it was funny because uh, we all eat like fucking terrible food, um and like our our number one commonality as far as all four of us is concerned is indigestion. Like we all suffer from some version of indigestion. Like there's some foods that are just off the table for some of us. Yeah. And and you know, some of us still eat them like you mean but
4: this <laughs> getting well, older, mainly. shits for the
1: birds, boys. I know. I can't
4: even eat a
3: banana
2: anymore without getting like horrible indigestion and wanting to die. Oh, dude, oh, tomatoes?
3: Yeah. What? Yeah, on, man. Like yeah. fucking? Are you kidding I'm still gonna me? gonna like, Ketchup. Them. Ketchup hurts. <laughs> why? Because it's, it's vinegar and acid, and it's just pure fucking sugar and salt. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it, I put it on fries and chicken fingers when I was a kid, and I was fine. <laughs> Jesus. Not now. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. Not now. Not no more.
1: Well, I like to ask those questions behind the uh, behind the curtain and how you guys are making things happen with the distance between each other too, because you know a lot of folks too. You know, part of what we like to do here is encourage folks, you know, n- not to look at obstacles, but look at solutions whenever they're trying sure. to play music, revive something that they had in the past, or whatever the case is. And and you guys are making it work still yet with the distance and everything. And uh, I just, again, I just think that's just another feather in the cap, you know, uh, in your guys' camp, but it's something everybody can learn from, you know, um, you know, don't make the distance an excuse. And and usually, you know, musicians at your guys' level too, you can do a lot and work on a lot yourself, your own, uh, yeah. but then come prepared to practice too, you know. Yeah.
4: That's exactly what we have to do. You know, there's all, like the four hour distance. It's not, it's not easy, but you have to practice on your own. Like when I first joined the band, Drew was like, "Hey, I'm going to send you a new song and I want you to tell me truthfully like whether this is in your wheelhouse of what you want to do or if you even like it, you know, and that way I can determine on whether or not this conversation needs to go any further." And yeah. he sent me "Hey Look No Crying," which was the was the first song and he was like, "Let me know what you think." So I was luckily in my car at the time. So I played it through the car. So I got the first, you know, awesome car listen of it. Yeah. I was just like, this is, this is it. Like this, this rules. So yeah, (laughs) definitely. I'm like, I know that we've got the distance between us, but I was like, we can make it work. And so I talked to my wife about it and was like, you know, what do you think about this? And she was like, if this is something you really want to do, like I'm, I'm all for it. So, you know, yeah, for sure. We're making it work, and it's awesome. So I was like, "Hey, Drew, let's grind." I mean, there's
3: so many, <laughs> there's so many avenues at our disposal. To you know, um, like for example, he was mentioning, "Hey, look, no crying." Um, obviously, mm. the 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 like the sludgier breakdown at the end of that song. It's not the pattern isn't as obvious as is
0: it you seems want it to be. Yeah yeah, 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 like
3: it it flows, like you can do this to it and then it's like stop and then it's like this, you know. So I get like that was by design, obviously. You know? <laughs> sure. like you need you need rhythm in a song. Um but you know, when push comes to shove, having a drummer learn the footwork, you know, da 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 You know, so it's right. like I actually and and the bass player Rick was was struggling the same too. It's, it's just just so many right patterns. Yeah, the I mean, it was hard for, section. For yeah, me. it was hard it was hard for them to at first to to latch on to that. And uh, I remember like typing it up like dun 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 dun, dun, dun. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and and I sent that to them and I'm like typing it up and it seems stupid yeah. but like Rick still has that written down on a piece of paper. And it and, helps you him. know what I mean? And it and it helps him, you know, just to yeah. run through like that um you know it's phonetics you know yeah
1: i love hearing that because that's just so common you know oh yeah when we're in bands and stuff it's like you took you start to speak each other's language and uh you know like i know one band i was in at one time we were doing like voice memos back and forth and just going and doing the rhythms with our voice and so on you know it's Mm. uh, technology has come a long way in some respects too that uh, it's made those things easier but yeah, it's awesome to hear that even you guys, present day, are, are doing stuff like that.
3: <laughs> well, it's just, you know, I'm 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 older, so there's that. But, um, you know, it, I guess also right off the bat, like, um, you know, Rick and I, I've known Rick forever. He grew up here. Um, I lived with him for a long time. Um, and uh, right off the bat, Jimmy was in the band in, like, the first couple practices we had. Once he got past, like, throwing up a whole bunch. She so was nervous all the time for some reason. Um, once we hey, got that past all the
1: greats, yeah. Once right. we
3: got past all that shit, um, honestly, like the we, we we all all three of us clicked pretty quick. Um, as far as like you know the the music goes, you know, cause yeah. obviously Fox is kind of in his own element as far as sure. his own layer of chaos. But you know, the three of us have to be tight.
1: Yeah, chemistry is paramount with, especially with grind music. You know, compl- complicated odd meters and things like that that you guys are implementing. Right,
3: but just that that language.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, like um, I worked with Andy for so long. You know, Andy Dalton, our, our previous drummer of of so long. Yeah, and he was even doing this. Um, you know, for our shows in the early, you know, the mid two thousands and stuff. So, um, or you know, twenty tens or whatever you want to say it. But, uh, you know, I'd worked with him so long that him and I already spoke the language. You know, when I said the vada de quoi, he knew what to do. But, you know, and and Jimmy and I have a different language now, but I think it came to fruition really quickly.
1: So that's super neat. Thanks, Jim. That's awesome. Oh, you're welcome, pal. We've we've got a question from a listener. Uh, Batman wants to know the real Batman, apparently. Oh right, yeah. Uh, yeah wants yeah. wants to know what's the set list looking like. I know you guys talked about four new songs, probably playing some older songs. Uh, anything you what can tell about the set? Where list are they going to see a set? What's
3: the, that's the important question? What okay, are, that's, show a, they that's a fair us.
1: question. Uh, Batman, can you get with us and tell us what show you might see? Uh,
2: well, I'm guessing he's from Missouri because he's saying, "When are you coming to Missouri?"
1: Oh, when you come uh, to Missouri. I don't know
3: when we're going to come to Missouri. No I one wants to come to St. Louis. <laughs> if, I don't know if it'll be the same songs. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Either, so. uh, well, as far as new songs, for anybody that's listening or will be listening next week or whatever, um, next week we're going to be in Baltimore on the 23rd. Uh, we're playing St. Vitus in New York on the 24th. After yeah. to Rochester on the 25th. And then down to Pittsburgh on the 26th. Uh, We will be playing all three of the singles as well as um, you're going to see a music video tomorrow um, for this Happy Madness. Awesome. (laughs) and It's really cool. We did. uh, We actually did a bunch of filming at um, all the shows that we've been playing over the past month since November or September, Mm -hmm. actually. Um, Our coming back show. We did a house show. We did this little benefit thing for Major Chords for Minors. A nice organization by me. Um, you know, a couple shows down we did a home show for Jimmy down in Columbus, Indiana, Chicago, a few other shows. So we just had a bunch of footage and threw it all together. We had this dude I uh, did a really cool almost like stop motiony vibe, in like a nineties like MTV That's cool style. It it's really like cool. A, I'm really excited
4: uh, about it. It looks like an old like early two thousand skate video. It's pretty sure love Oh, yeah, sick.
3: for sure. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so that'll be out nine a.m. tomorrow. Uh that's kinda like our release feature or whatever. But um it was Jimmy's favorite song and he deserved a a, a, a choice on something for putting all of this work in and learning these damn <laughs> <same> songs. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Drums are yeah. definitely a feat for sure.
1: Oh yeah, without question. <laughs> yeah, and, and the reason for my question earlier, because that's my practice is drums and uh oh, and, and, and you are laying down some serious beats on this album, my man. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, while we're on the subject of tour, and I know you mentioned some dates here, you guys got anything in the works for anything a little bit more major, a longer run, anything you can talk about?
3: I don't know. Uh, we got adult jobs. I'm a mailman. He works sure. for Chase Bank. He's a frauds person. Um, You know, honestly, like our <laughs> bass player and, and, and singer Rick and Fox, like... um we said that earlier, I think that uh, Fox owns his own tattoo shop. Yeah. He's a tattoo artist, and Rick tattoos there. So I mean, like they make their own schedule. Um, and you know, I uh, Jim and I have a, a finite amount of time to take off. So sure,
4: um, use it we, delicately.
3: Yeah, we're you know we're gonna do everything we can. I don't I don't know if we're gonna be as fortunate to get out west, per se, but sure um we have some stuff in the works for may um you know there's a couple of fests in the, the summer and fall that we we put submissions in for so hopefully this record gives us enough popularity to
1: yeah definitely.
3: get on some of that stuff um you know those are the type of things that we're trying to do to try to maximize the time that we have so yeah you know the the long or the short of it is you know I'm fucking 40 and have a family, and I don't want to leave my dogs. Yeah, we uh, we forever. understand
1: that for sure as fathers and <laughs> having our own families. And sure, yeah. uh, you know, there's uh, people don't think about this, but these even there's bands out here that are popular in the music scene, like somebody like example for Ken Mode, uh, Canadian dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can only take yeah. like three weeks off at a time to mm-hmm. do tour because they all have big boy jobs too, and they can only leave the country so much and for so many yeah. times during the year. We were fortunate enough to be able to do a write up on their last album. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so, like, you know, as you get older and you have these responsibilities, people don't realize. But it sounds like, you know, with you guys, you guys can make the most of your moves too, as well. You know, geographically, mm. it has to make sense for you uh, whenever you're on tour. And, and please make sense of coming to Missouri if you can. <laughs> yeah, we'll try. Um-
4: it's not, I mean, it's, it's not it's not out of the question. I mean, yeah. it's relatively somewhat close. I mean, like I said we happen. have some stuff in May
3: that's not yeah. necessarily going to be in that area per se, but we'll, you know, keep your eyeballs
1: peeled. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm.
3: but with that said, anybody that listens to this, you know, like when we toured back in the day you know i was i mentioned that i was in my 20s and i wasn't employed i didn't have an actual job i just did this and i hadn't i made enough money to get by it's insurmountable you know supporting a local band coming to their shows or not even a local band a touring band you know if you want to see this band from this state come to your state and play shows. Like, you got to come, you got to support them, you know, share their stuff on social media and share their flyer, make sure people are coming out because like shirts and stuff that we sell at shows is what lets us do this, you know, like, like I said, Fox and and Rick are tattoo artists. They can, they can pick their own schedule, but if they take a week off, they just don't make that money. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. they still got bills to pay, you know. Absolutely and every band does you know and and for those bands that are popular enough that get to just hit the road right you know like the rising uh popularity of like bands like Lorna ashore and stuff like mm-hmm. yeah, they quit their jobs and and do this now right and and they're fortunate enough too, but if you want to see more bands do that, you got to get your ass out there and come to the shows man support buy right. shit from them and I'm not well, just saying that because I'm putting a record or we're, we're putting a record out tomorrow. I'm saying that because yeah. You know, every band deserves a shot at at you know touring or playing shows, man. That's why we fucking do that. So that's our distraction from real life.
1: Yeah. speaking of buying shit, let's talk about where people can get the new album distractions or any of your guys' merch. I know I think Jimmy, you put up a video uh, not too long ago about the second pressings uh, that were getting yep. ready to come out. Yeah. And then I yeah. saw you guys were getting hats made, and it was kind of oh, in yeah. the vein of uh, Tony Danzo, one of our friends and previous guests on the show. Brad Jackson oh, yeah. was one of their last dudes. drummers. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So We the, slept they, in a
3: sleeping bag together, Brad and I. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <Girl>. <laughs> That's nice. But, yeah, <sighs> so, like, uh, you know, I'm loving what I'm seeing of the merch. You know, long-sleeve tees, those are in now, too. Uh, yeah. where, can guys, where can we drive people to, toward to start buying your guys' stuff?
3: Yeah, so right now um, we have a store up on Good Fight's website. Um, you can get all like the distractions centric merch specifically. Obviously, there's the vinyl up on there. We have a Deathwish uh, exclusive too. I think last I checked, um, it, there was forty left at Deathwish USA's uh, website, and then there was like eighty something left at Deathwish Europe. So. Um, oh, yeah we have a slew of merchandise that we got printed for this run that we're doing with bandit next weekend. So St. Vitus and, um, you know, preserving underground, the Metro in Baltimore and, uh, somewhere in Rochester. Anyway, um, we have some exclusive merch, including those hats. So it's real tree camera embroidered logo hats. They're fucking ridiculously cool. Yeah.
0: Um, awesome.
3: We've gotten a lot of requests about them. So we have some plans. um, of some some it's kind of like merch pre-order type of thing coming up. We are going to dump whatever merch we have left over from this run up on a on a big cartel at the end of the month. So just be out look okay. for that at the end of February. We'll have some leftover shirts, we got some really rad crew necks and some uh screen printed posters and some really rad stuff, man. But um yeah, right. in the coming months we're going to be kind of um we didn't want to disrupt the whole vinyl sales. Like that's our Sure. that was our focus was the record you know we didn't want you know i mean obviously people want shirts and we we want the support on shirts and stuff like that but we wanted to f- really focus on that that strain of stuff i guess you could say
0: yeah
3: uh, before we started opening up like stores everywhere you know but uh yeah so big cartel is gonna we're, we're working on getting that going in in the coming months we'll have a slew of like uh stuff up there and things
1: you know, Drew and Jimmy both, actually, Jimmy, I know you mentioned, Ben, that you were in back in 2005 as well. Uh, you know, advances in social media and technology and things like that, that's totally changed the music scene, really, and uh, how you can market yourselves. I know, you know, there's so many social medias out there now, it almost becomes overwhelming to even manage multiple channels at once. I mean, what does it look like from your guys' perspective? Because I know we probably found you. I can't even tell you how we found out about you guys initially, probably MySpace. But, you know, and you made that joke about the MySpace band earlier, but uh nevertheless, you know, it was a big, you know, uh marketing tool for a lot of bands back in the day. It was and, the, uh, the and, I, and I know that tool. social media is now uh still yet, but there's it's almost like, you know, oversaturation in the market. There's so many social medias out there. And I know you guys are kind of focusing more toward like Facebook and Instagram. Um, but, you know, just kind of talk about how things change, what kind of difficulties you guys are seeing getting back in the swing of things.
4: Uh, I, I don't Uh-oh. know. I mean, uh, <laughs> we don't we don't Twitter. I can tell you that.
3: Yeah,
4: we yeah. don't know how. <laughs> we don't I, know yeah. how.
3: Not even, man. I mean, like that was just one that I was just like, well, I don't, I don't. Here's the thing, Fox and I, you know, are not public people at all. Like, I don't, I don't really social media, Like myself. I yeah. personally I personally take care of our Facebook. That's right. it. I don't even have an Instagram. I don't have any other social media whatsoever. I've always just stuck to Facebook because uh, you know, local gigs and stuff. I was in local bands and things sure. and like it's just easy to share events and find out what's going on and look at menus. Right. So like doc, I'm old. That's important to me. I don't need to <laughs> send a picture of me with bunny ears to somebody, you know. So Yeah. Um I have no desire to learn anything else, so I put Instagram in the hands of Jimmy and Fox pretty much. Uh, Jimmy's pretty much taking the reins on that. Fox is the busiest human being ever. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I mean, it's 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 weird for, for Fox and I specifically because we're not much yeah.
0: of people.
1: How about you, Jimmy? Have, have you kind of stayed engaged over the years uh, with kind of the advances in social media and and all that. I know he mentioned you're running the Instagram page. Uh, How's it changed things for you over time as as a musician? Would you say,
4: I mean, it's a great place to network, uh, especially like, you know, I, I've played in a ton of bands over the last few years and it's, um, it's been a helpful tool, I think for networking to getting to know other musicians and stuff like that. You know, a lot of the bands that I've played in, I, you know, did a show, met somebody at the show that was in another band, became friends on social media, stayed in sure. touch. And, you know, if, you know, after, you know, a while of something not working out, you, you leave that situation and, you know, someone says, man, we really need a, a drummer. And do we know anybody? And right, let's ask this guy. And. You know, is he already in fifteen other bands? And the question, <laughs> the answer is always yes.
1: Yeah. And so, true.
4: you know, um, I've I've always I've been you know the MySpace was like obviously something I had. Um, I've always mm-hmm. done Facebook and uh, Instagram. So, you know, I have a vinyl page that I have on Instagram that I share pictures of my records and, oh, yeah. and a lot of stuff with the band that I'm doing and my other band that I play in. Uh so you know I just I kind of keep up with that and and you know with the record being released tomorrow we've been a lot of social media boosting so I've been you know really active on the band's Instagram page you know sure. replying back to people sharing stuff storying yeah. you know storying trying to and stuff to our fans Yeah, yeah we have a lot mm-hmm. of people who are just so psyched on this record yeah, it's you know people there's somebody, um, I actually shared it actually not long ago tonight. Um, someone actually, I think in another country already has heard the record. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's out, like maybe in, in there. Oh yeah. Ones? Yeah. Cause it goes yeah.
3: live oh, okay. at midnight and it goes live at midnight UTC, which is universal time code, which universal time codes like yeah. uh, Britain. Right. Uh yeah, cause I can go to the Spotify. I can go to the Spotify app. Yeah, if I go to the Spotify for artist app, like each song has almost you know, fifty plays. Hey
0: no, yeah,
3: no, that's crazy. Thing. Okay. Yeah, I um, noticed that a little while uh-oh. ago. So I was like, oh man, shit's. How's out this out there. But then again, <laughs> I got, we had somebody uh, send us a picture. They got their vinyl today. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Their record and the cassette that they had ordered already came in first pressing stuff. So, like, Ooh. UPS did their fucking job. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of us did a job. I have some dogs that are clearly upset about something.
1: Yeah. They wish they threw a track down on the album. They're getting back at you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drew, I royalties. got you, too. I, I did want to ask you one last question. Do you think that, see you next Tuesday, let's say that it started present day? Knowing kind of the the per- current climate that we're in, and and um, you know just people's sensitivities nowadays, I knew <laughs> the brand of humor that you guys had back in the day, and uh, I think it was well received by us and many others. However, do you think "See You Next Tuesday" probably would have been in, as uh, successful if they started today and and would have been able to get off the ground with some of uh, I don't know some of the absurdities to be absurd at times that you guys were known for? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
3: I don't think. uh I don't know. Maybe it's just because I live in small town Michigan, but I mean, like, sure. You know, I talked to some Scottish dudes the other day, and you know, they are talking about how "cunts" just like that's like saying "the." <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, that's right. how
3: frequently that word is put into sentences in some countries. But, um, I, I mean, like the the opening track, Pound sensitive right? Um, yeah, you listen to exactly. that track, um. Those are all, um, those are all blind interviews that I did with coworkers at my, from my job. Like I had them come to my house and okay. I told them, you know, I was like, I coached them a little bit beforehand, but didn't tell them what they're <laughs> going to talk about. I just said that it's about swearing. Just make sure you use swear words in the words you, in the, in your answers, because you're being recorded, not me asking questions. And then we just went for it. And like, uh, you know, the first question I asked people was, are you offended by the word cunt? And if you listen to the voices, kind of trailing off in that song, they're like, "Ah, I'm not really offended by the word. It's just a word, you know." Yeah. And that's that's the whole that's the whole um, you know point to that song, right? Is, is, right. Or, or, or I don't know if you call it a song per se,
0: track.
3: That track. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is to um, to remove the power from the word. You know, it doesn't have yeah. to be an ugly word. Sure. You know, uh, there's literally countries in this world that just call their buddies a cunt. You know, like, hey,
1: right. get yeah. it up,
3: you fucking cunt. You know, like, yeah. whatever, man. Like, it's it's not a big deal. There's certain words sure. that will forever go down as words you don't say out loud, and I understand that. Yeah. You know, but I don't. Cunt's not one of them. It's 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 brash. Don't get me wrong, but sure, it's you know, it's. I don't think it. I don't think. I don't know because because of of its wide acceptance in certain countries, you know. Sure. I don't. I yeah, don't, I know. just because Australia is the same way, you know. Australia, South America, South Africa, they're mm-hmm. similar you know. But like, you know, uh, the certain certain not cuss words, but you know, uh, you know, race. words that words, are taboo. Yeah, to their
1: yeah, story. like it's
3: not that, you know, like right. those those are words that, like, in no context is it okay to say. Right, you know there there are those words, and and I yeah. feel I don't feel cunt checks that box, you know. And if right. it pisses a couple people off, you know, a couple Karen's out there get real upset about it. Good, well, you know, like it's fucking grindcore. Yeah. You're like, you know, them out. Yeah, you know, we're we're not the we're not the brand of music that like you know you're, you know you're out to dinner with your family celebrating your cousin's sixteenth birthday. You don't go, right? Oh man, you listen to the new cunt record. Really, yeah
1: right. you know what i mean like it's, we're not taylor swift you
3: right.
1: know not gonna be we're, blasting it at starbucks when they're making a triple multi latte, probably or whatever yeah i, mean, I see him all multi-lake. the time Like <laughs> taylor,
3: taylor swift is is ingested by 96 percent of the population Grandcore is probably less than one percent of the world's population that actually fucking likes the genre so Sure, you know it's it's not it's my fault for liking it. So that's what my brain produces, and I, <laughs> i've 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 come to terms with that. You know, so it is what it is. But no, yeah, I think I don't think it would matter. You know, to answer your question.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know it's it's a question in a vacuum. I mean, uh, I, I you generally like to ask people, particularly, in your guys' situation. Now, if anal cunt came out in twenty twenty three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that wouldn't. Ha- uh, uh-uh. I don't yeah, know if that one. might not. Yeah. Uh-uh. One might yeah, not where do, where, uh. Yeah. Where do we put the breaking point? <laughs>
3: <laughs> there are certain words that they didn't feel
1: <laughs> to censor. So at we we at least,
3: we, we at least yeah. have class. <laughs> <You're right. laughs>
1: Absolutely, without question. Mm-hmm. So. If you mm. didn't catch it already, Distractions releases this February 17th, tomorrow, uh, yeah, Friday, midnight, as you're it's watching this tonight there. at midnight. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, by the time most of you hear this, this uh, album will already be streaming on all platforms. Be sure, you know, I always look at the streaming services. That's kind of your marketing vehicle nowadays. That's where yeah. people can go and taste you. And if they like what they taste, they can come buy the merch, they can you know, support you guys, physical media, so on and so mm. forth. Uh, and of course, via. Um, Good fight music, and uh, a cool relationship. I didn't know that those were the guys from Ferret too, yeah, as you yeah. detailed earlier. Yeah, that's cool. So it's kind of funny how the things yeah, just kind of work out. It, just, over it time. just had to happen that way, you know. It was, there yeah, was, it was really a clear choice. <laughs> so uh, other avenues, as Drew mentioned, uh, Deathwish Inc. I believe Deathwish Inc. in the UK also is supporting uh, and selling your guys's album too. Europe, um, so I think
3: they're somewhere in Germany or something. Okay. Okay. That's what Europe is what they go by.
1: But yeah, Uh, so I mean, you guys have been so generous with your time. We appreciate the talk today. You're really, uh, you're
3: really complimentary, and again, it, it, um, I I may seem off-put by it, but it's really pleasant here. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean,
1: all of us (laughs) ever knowing about you guys in the past was just you know videos and things that we had seen and interviews that you'd done. You always seemed like. Cool guys, guys that would have fit into our uh, little party scene back in the day yeah. without question. And, yeah. uh, and enjoying the music was kind of just the cherry on the sundae, if you will. Um, so it, it's nice to know that good dudes are behind the good times and good music. And, uh, and I just can't fight. thank you guys enough. Yeah, the- absolutely. It all works. Check <laughs> <Yeah, I think laughs> it every <laughs> box. Everybody, get out and support these guys. Go see them at a show. Buy their merch listen to their music yes. these are good dudes let's support them appreciate that thank you thank you this is barrett from the ati podcast each week josh and i discuss current events pop culture music tv movies politics sports nothing is out of bounds you can also tune in to learn about rising artists small businesses whether it's music graphic design filmmaking or even a brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop shop We will be spotlighting folks and their endeavors. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, or anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. Just search ATI Podcast. We would like to thank you for your continued support, and as always, please stay safe out there. Welcome back after the break. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for everyone who tuned in on the live Twitch feed for our interview with. See you next Tuesday. What awesome dudes!
2: It was a fantastic time. Real oh, yeah. good. Real good people.
1: Real fucking solid dudes. Andrew, cool ass guy. Jimmy, cool ass guy. Excited maybe in the future to talk to the rest of the band because uh, you know again it's it's one of those bands as we detailed in the interview that we looked kind of up to mm-hmm. a, at various times and we're big fans of them and I I just remember we were devastated initially, whenever they broke up, and just like, man, they, if right. these guys can't do it, we can't do it. <laughs> exactly. You know? And the fact that they got back together after 15 years, man, it's just, uh, it puts wins in your sails. Uh, every, like I mentioned in the interview, everybody loves a good comeback story. I think it's innately American. Right.
2: Oh. And it's, it's they did it in a very successful way. Right. Like, they didn't just come back and do the same album that they did before. Right. It's tweaked. It's It's a roller coaster. It's a, it's a really gnarly ride. Yeah. Like, it's fun. Absolutely. And they did it. They did it good.
1: I think they did enough for fans of old to still, you know, mm-hmm. follow them on the journey but also appeal to new fans and different right. people and you know all the praise that they're getting in in media early on and i think there's going to be an explosion here over the next few days too i know they have an interview with lamb goat uh they mentioned on the live interview that's going to be on friday the day of the release as well so look really looking forward to that everybody tune into it if you if you can or find it after the fact too uh, just much success to these guys man just like it's easy to cheer for so like such good dudes outside of the fact that i enjoy their music so mm-hmm. you know it's just nice to know the faces behind what we've been listening to all these years you <laughs> Yeah,
2: What <know? laughs> <laughs> we used to party to and everything <laughs> yeah they were definitely
1: the soundtrack to a lot of our parties for a while mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of fun times it's fun music was fun music is fun music and yeah, i really meant you know this this new album they're they're really doing some different things implementing new things and Uh, i just wish everybody at least give it a chance what's the worst that's going to happen you ain't gonna like it you know so and if you like it do something to support them whether it's just buying a small piece of merch or this or that these guys are hard-working fellows and um, you know anything to kind of progress things along in the in the avenue at which maybe they can get out and do a little bit of touring Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing and and uh, be able to you know sustain an income as a band once again and maybe put out another album and hey uh, sign me up yeah. I'll, I'll listen to that one too mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what we got going on in the future here next episode we are on season two it's going to be episode two i'm really excited about this one we got moses the deliverer
2: that's going to be awesome
1: we had the honor of uh sponsoring him at the grandale wrestling event from Dustal till dawn in the fall uh, around halloween and what a, what a fantastic event we've detailed on the show previously. Oh, yeah. Moses, a fantastic talent, and really excited to talk to him. He's had some really cool opportunities after that. I think just a couple weeks after that, SmackDown was in town. They hired him in as an enhancement talent. Right. And I got to see him there in person. So I walked, I saw him walk out and was like, holy shit, that's <laughs> Moses. And my wife's like, the guy that you sponsored his a match. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah, he's just right there. He gets steamrolled by Braun Strowman, unfortunately. But <laughs> and that was the end of his uh, uh TV time. But you know, that that's where it starts, is mm-hmm. getting those opportunities. Exactly. He's a young guy, he's doing really well, and I'm really excited we're gonna be talking about the Grand L event coming up that he's going to be taking a part of here in the spring and he is actually going to be in his uh, tag team technical difficulties and they're going to be taking on the uh, Motor City Machine Guns which are popular uh, wrestling tag team for the last 20 years Alex Shelley Chris Sabin, uh, popular on TNA ROH you've kind of seen them uh, they did the Ric Flair's uh, last uh, match show as well so These guys are going to get some really good experience working with veterans in the business, Class X. Mm. I'm really looking forward to that match at the Grandel event, too. So we're going to be talking to Moses, professional wrestler from St. Louis. We've got that kind of hometown connection, if you will, close to us. And uh, we're planning for a 7.30 broadcast on that one at this time. something changes, we'll have it out on social media. But we're going to do our thing like we usually do, live interview on Twitch, episode drop later with those – those uh, lovely little garnishes on the front end and back end, mm-hmm. like this one, right? Yeah. So that- we are we are in Season 2, and uh, thank you guys for sticking with us. And Season 2 in and of itself, I I feel like it's a really successful launch, uh, really good guest to start with, as I mentioned. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, really looking forward to the agendas that we have going forward. So just to get in the weeds a little bit about programming and schedules, we're, of course, going to have all of that available across social media. We've already posted – Uh, Our schedule essentially up until March 24th, as it stands, we have a loose schedule going into the middle of April right now that I haven't uh, published quite yet, just because I'm waiting on a few people to confirm their dates and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Uh, But uh, we've we've got things planned out quite in advance, and we've got a good mixture of talent coming in and what we've brought to the show to date. So we're going to have more musicians we're going to have social media influencers and pa- personalities and comedians other directors of film so and then we're also talking about doing some on location shoots and kind of promote promoting some local businesses so right. uh, we're going to have the opportunity at some point to talk with the largest uh, health food store in southeast missouri and a pioneer businesswoman in our community specifically mm-hmm. uh, mary lee visnowski of first mother health foods Right. Uh, we're going to do an on-location on interview with her, highlight her, her business, and uh, kind of she's brought change to this area, and uh, you know just kind of the natural wellness approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to be um, kind of fishing for opportunities. at some of what uh, is a passion of Ridge, Ridge of Nine, <laughs> and Nine that is uh, on the f- physical media aspect of things, and and hopefully we can uh, nail down uh, maybe a few record stores on location type Definitely deals is. and highlight yeah. them because uh, we love records and we want to buy more records and want to have a relationship with these people so we can get the family discount you know i'm saying oh that would be amazing
2: (laughs) you that would make my oh that would make my wife happy
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah anything to make the ladies a little bit more kinder to us after we've been to the record store i will say my wife has been a pretty good sport mine Um, has too and she knows that it's like my passion you know like the only thing that mm -hmm. i want to spend money on is like you know music-related stuff and podcast-related stuff, you know? So, right. You know, she's a pretty good sport about it. So, yeah, just a lot of amazing things on the horizon. As Ridge, we've kind of mentioned throughout the episode already, too, and in our interview with See Next Tuesday, we've got a waxing on episode on the horizon. We're going to be looking at knocking out another episode this weekend, right, Ridge? Yeah,
2: we're going to try for Saturday night. We're going to do, you know, our usual top three picks that we've been listening to a lot, like physical copies, and uh, hoping to have the new See You Next Tuesday right. album. It's kind of... On its way But uh, then after We wrap that up We're going to actually Be talking about We recently went down To uh, Spectrum Record Lounge In Cape Girardeau mm-hmm.
1: And That's on Broadway Street Right? Uh,
2: yeah Yeah uh, No Yeah Yeah It's at the, It's at the, pretty much down Before you get to the riverfront Yes Yeah It's where Poorhouse Used to be A uh, block away from Where Rags was Yeah But Amazing record store I mean you can go It's a bar And a record store But it's like a Not like a it's it's higher class kinda yeah, bar. Kind of higher end. Like you can get good mixed drinks, you can get they got high Uh might maybe, I don't know. I seen somebody drinking like a stag or something there. So they got they got some they got some. blue ribbon, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but we we got I I picked up a shitload of stuff there. Like I got a nice bag to carry everything out with and <laughs> yeah. how bad it was. And uh, Jake got a lot of really cool pickups too. Some a lot of, for us, like some rare stuff. And we're going to showcase that at the end and cool. do a little shout out to them. But yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. And we'll have some more stuff rolling out. Jake's got some ideas for waxing.
1: So we're going to be uh, sharing before they do the live broadcast. So anybody who wants to tune in during the live broadcast can see mm-hmm. it. Of course, that gets released on the ATI podcast, YouTube mm-hmm. exclusively. And then we share that across social media and you know they're going to be talking as ridge mentioned you know the recent physical media that they've picked up hopefully we get a chance to uh, talk a little bit more about it. see you next tuesday because if you guys haven't checked out the you know actual album artwork as well as the uh, vinyl splatters and things like that it's really cool i i really right. enjoy their uh design on this new album as well and i didn't know that that was uh drew's wife that was involved in that and some Man. of those pictures and stuff the caricature and so that's pretty cool too like it just seems like they, they're taking such a diy approach with everything mm-hmm. you know and and then they're evolving people in their lives and in their inner circle i mean it, it, again it kind of harkens to things that we did in the past as a band and not you know it just kind of some of the parallels too is just kind of funny to look back on <laughs> right. you know but yeah it's fucking solid ass dudes i can't thank them enough i think this has been a great start to the new season and happy that uh ridge was able to step in and and uh, just want to say you know our thoughts are with josh and his family there mm-hmm. was a you know death in his family recently so that's why he was unable to attend and i'm not going to expound upon that that's his business but definitely want to take a moment to say you know we're thinking about you josh and and uh you know just uh all the positive energy behind you and your family and and less specifically so mm-hmm. so for this week i am barrett at barry insane on instagram and twitter and he's not josh
2: i'm not josh you can't am...
1: find josh on instagram <laughs> at underscore joshua welch uh, but he is ridge jackson ridge
2: jackson you can find me on instagram at waxing rj
1: and we do love waxing rj so always keep that in mind mm-hmm. you know until next time <laughs> good night and good luck stay safe out there